0: This is Coach Ben, small arm, leg, strong, and this is the bench cast. T- Thanks for joining <laughs> in. It is a hot and humid day. We just got some rain this morning. We had thunderstorms all night. And things are going to heat up big time. And it is just melting this freaking rain away. And I am sweating. It is steamy in here we are in the garage hq and we are sweating but we're taking one for the team we're gonna get a great bench cast in today we're talking about training motivation what motivates you in your training um getting real deep with it like why do you train and uh, going through periods where you're not quite as motivated sometimes and and i guess that's where where we start so Especially in the winter, I find it real tough to stay motivated in my training. But like I tell everyone, if you're listening to this, maybe you're really motivated for a specific goal right now. Maybe a specific meet. You know, Maybe right now you're going through one of those tough times where you're not quite as motivated to get to the gym for whatever reason. And everyone goes in and out of it. And what I tell people is, that's all right. All right, you, you gotta accept that You're gonna go in and out of Motivation with your training You know, you can't bring it You can't jump on team, bring it 100 days, you know, or 3 Whatever the hell, how many days in a year 365, 365, 24-7 Whatever you want to call it It's not gonna happen You're not gonna be ready to kill it all that time And if you are, you're lying Alright, cause no one is ready to just hammer it every single day, all year long. That rarely happens. There's a lot of days, whether we expressed or not, that we just don't want to show up to train. All right. And the biggest thing I tell people when that happens, just show up. Show it up is the biggest thing. If you stop showing up, especially in a time where you're not very motivated, that's the quickest way to kill your progress, quickest way to start skipping sessions, quickest way to unravel. Stop training altogether backpedal
1: if you only train when you're motivated to go you're not going to train very
0: often no yeah you got to show up guys so if you're going through that period for whatever reason um you gotta show up gotta show up and you gotta you gotta train uh we have a couple lifters that i know uh on our team that are going through that right now um we have one lady that's getting ready for new york city marathon and that's her goal you know her goal is not to get into a meet or do anything now it's just to run this race so she's just kind of going through the motions trying to stay strong keep the strength that she does have she's trying to you know stay motivated in her training because that's not necessarily her goal but she wants to keep that strength she still wants to be a proficient lifter but right now she's just in a really tough intense training period for this really big run so Backpedaling the days a little bit, I'd say, I tell her all the time, just show up, get to work in, you know, even if you're just at the gym and it's not a good session, at least you were there, and that's really, really important.
1: It's definitely, especially hard when your goal isn't strength related.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're training for a specific thing or event, you know, training for us, that's, that's, is it, you know, we survive by our training, like the numbers we hit at the meet. You yeah, know, that's our sport. Our training is our practice
1: for our meets. Yes. Yep.
0: Yeah, whereas other people, they like a football player, they're going to train to get better to train for their sport. Exactly. So to speak. So now you're, you're doing this double training thing going on. All right? We, we, training for us is actually the sport. So it's easy for a power lifter more or less. But a lot of times it's really hard for an athlete too. That's just kind of another step in the progress. But understanding that you're going to float in and out of motivational periods is important to understand. And just accepting for what it is and just showing up when you can. And if that lasts a month, two months, three months, it is what it is. So now you just got to ride that wave. Yeah, you do. And you'll get back on, you know, for whatever reason. You'll you'll find it again. You'll get back on. You'll get hungry again. It's not all lost and uh, you'll go through those phases. I uh, you ever go through a phase where you just did not want to show up to the gym.
1: Oh, man, all the time. You call that today for me.
0: Yeah. And you, but you showed up anyway?
1: Showed up. You know, put in as much as I could put in. What's yeah. like
0: your longest streak where you just did not feel like training? Maybe even fell off the bandwagon for oh, a bit. Oh, man. I
1: fell off the bandwagon for like a year and a half. That was real bad. So you were training consistent, and then it just kind of went away? Training consistently. Ended up getting knee surgery. And you oh, not so being injury. able to.
0: Yep, not being able to that's do anything for a month, and then it kind of just downward spiral. Yeah, that's a big one. Yep, that was rough. That's tough because now you can't even do the things you normally would do in the gym. Exactly. So you go into the gym and it just kind of makes you sad. Yeah. <laughs> because you can't do the things you want, and nope. you gotta. Um, even for that, it's like you gotta keep showing up. Yep. If you don't. Yep. That's what happens. And then do what the, you can. The worst part is after
1: you feel better, it's like now you think of all the training time you lost. Yeah. And then that's that's the yeah, limit. And
0: then you're not quite near the lifts that you were. Yep. Injury's probably the toughest thing. Uh, life factors second. You know, a lot of times life just kind of kicks you into balls and then, you know, kind of really kills your motivation to get to the gym.
1: I think a good thing for a lot of people is that to balance your stress... So if you do have a lot of lifestyle stress for some reason, like let's say you just had a new baby or some family illness or anything, it's to go to the gym and maybe understand that you're not going to be able to push as hard as you can when you don't have all the
0: rest of that stress. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, when training shifts from something you enjoy a chore, that's when it becomes really tough. You see, I was putting up our new DVD. We got these things in. We got them ready to ship out. We're having a great sale. If you can jump on right now, the website, you're gonna get a couple free products with that. But film the whole bench clinic it was awesome. So, um, yeah, just when when training becomes a chore, it's really tough. I'll tell you what my hardest thing was was as soon as I became a coach and started doing this full time, that's when training really kind of went shot the shit. Motivation training went well, and the motivation was not there. <laughs> Just because when you're at the gym all day, you know, coaching lifters, being around the environment, you know, quickly, the last thing you want to do is just spend more time in the same spot, you know, doing your training. You know what I mean? That's the quickest way. It's like whenever you start doing anything, you get involved with anything that was more of a hobby, you know, you start to kind of lose that focus for it.
1: Oh, it's huge I know a lot of trainers that work at big box gyms
0: and they have a separate gym membership even though they get a free you gym there change location, change the environment yeah, you have to change the environment I tell you it was really really tough for me for a while just motivation because you know the last thing I wanted to do is just continue to do what I was already <laughs> doing you know what I mean so that that was a really tough time for me whereas in the past motivation was sky high like during the day when I was at a, a different job doing something, I was, I was at a, a golf course for a long time, and I was just kind of sitting there on the mower, and you had all this time to reflect. And all that was going through my mind was what the hell was going to happen in training that night, how I can get better, listening to all everything I could do to, to get better, be a better lifter. And now the focus is entirely different. It's about you know, what I can do to get my athletes better, you know, inflect a, a positive influence on more people, you know, my training's kind of taken a backside, um, which is definitely handicapping me hardcore. Yep, you yep. know, you, you talk to some of the best lifters ever to do it, That they live and breathe their training. And they, they usually aren't coaching to a large degree. They're just focused on training only. Talk to any of the top guys, usually that's the case. So they have jobs that have nothing to do with training. You know what I mean? They so Try to avoid it so they yeah. have that in you yeah yeah. so that is absolutely handicaps what my potential could be and i understand that but my focus is a little bit different but um i do know what, what, what would be your advice to, to someone right now maybe they're injured they're kind of on the couch they're not uh they're not getting to the gym as often they want they're kind of wavering in and out of their training
1: i think the most important thing you do is schedule it in advance so it becomes less of a motivating factor, and it becomes part of your daily routine. You don't need any motivation to brush your teeth. You could just say, every
0: Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, this is what I do, and you show up to the gym. Yeah, you developing a routine yep. big. That was something. I went through a real tough period where I, I did not. I had no one to train with, totally new gym environment, and I just did not want to get my training because I was learning a single ply at the time. And that alone is a huge bitch because <laughs> you need people around. I didn't know anyone there. I'm all alone, and I want to be good at single ply gear, but I had no one. So uh that was really tough for me. But I would find if I didn't schedule it in advance, if I didn't say, "Hey, I'm gonna freaking be at the gym 5 p.m.", then I wasn't gonna do it. You can see 4:30 starts creeping around. You're like, oh, you know, it's almost time to get going. You know, you catch a TV show here or there, you know, you start making food, whatever. You're like, oh, I didn't eat yet. And then before you know it, 6.30 rolls by, you're like, shit, still didn't get going here. And then you're like, F it, I'll do it again some other day. Oh, man. It back, never happens.
1: Back when I was younger, you said that time, because I had a magic time to go at the gym. It was, if I'm there between 10 and 11, I have to be there at 10, I have to be there at 11. I can't go 10.30, it has to be one of the two. If I miss that, then what am I doing? I just don't go for the day.
0: Oh, that was rough. Yeah. That's a big one. That was a big suggestion. Um, What's a period where you were just hardcore motivated and you would do anything it took to train? Oh man, it was crazy because I remember just being so
1: singularly focused at the gym. It was actually leading up to that knee surgery. So I was like, I'm getting knee surgery, so if I blow my knee out now, it doesn't even matter. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thought process. So I'm like, I can't do any more damage to my knee, you know, realistically. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right. so let's really crank everything up, let's really push the intensity. All I thought about was my training. Like literally, two days before a squat day, I'd be thinking about squatting. The whole week I'd be thinking about deadlifting. And sometimes I would bench, but it was phenomenal. I was just, like, so singularly focused. I had the most strength gains for those three months because I had my knee surgery planned out three months in advance.
0: Yeah. That's the thing. It's not even programming sometimes. It's just intensity. Yeah. you bring to your training. That's huge. Absolutely. The intensity you bring to a session by far outweighs any other variable that you could ever imagine. Programming could be on point. Yeah, you know, you could get strong. I'm, I'm – as a coach too I say this you could pretty much get strong in any program if you work it right but the intensity has to be there the intent to train hard needs to be there for that day Yep. Um, I remember when two two periods uh, as of recent memory that I was just spot on like I just got to it um, I remember I was starting to work at the gym uh, early mornings like a 5am class or something and I would do that all morning I'd come home I was slinging chicken, all right? That's not code for anything. I was just delivering <laughs> chicken. I was out there in the car delivering chicken all day, and um, I didn't get home to like 10, ten ten thirty at night sometimes. And I just I didn't honestly did not have time to train at least to a d- good degree, like put in time. So I woke my ass up four a.m. Sometimes I'd get up early so I can get to the gym four a.m. and I would get my benching in because uh, that was right after the Arnold Classic. In which I was a viewer, All right, I was a viewer. I saw the bench bash, I was like, shit, multiply benching up there on the big stage, I wanted to do that. So I was like, F it, I'm going to get in the gym 4am whenever I can get training in, woke my ass up, limited sleep, got my ass to the gym 4am, did not feel tired because I was freaking amped <laughs> to get my training in and see my bench get better. And that was the biggest jump. I went from 510 single ply that fall to 600 multiply that April. Um, so that was, that, I remember the intensity was just there. The focus was just there. I was pounding out bench. I was doing crazy amounts of volume. was killing accessories, getting up ass early, and I was just making it happen.
1: That's also a good way to get, make sure you get training in, doing it first thing in the morning. Because yeah. I used to open at Starbucks. And I don't know if you know what time that is, but that's being at work at 4.30.
0: Yeah. So I would wake up
1: at 2.40 to get to the gym by 3, to get an hour and a half in, you know, shower and everything, get all training in before work. Because if I waited until after I left, it was a no-go.
0: Yeah, you're tired by then, the day's over. So, you know, sometimes you just got to bust balls and get in and get it done early. And then you can go to bed early if you want. And then do it again. (laughs) But also scheduling. I sound like I went in every single day at 4 o'clock and benched. You know, I spread it out, and I was serious about that training time. So you gotta, you can't do that every day, you kind of burn out. Sometimes you got to sleep in a little bit and promote that re- recovery. But on those days I had to train, I was there. I was there, and I had a goal because it, it was for a reason. It was for a goal. And then I remember uh, training for full power multiply, and I was like, at the arnie and now I, I was like this is great i'm gonna have competition and everything um i picked out my opponent all right i i knew who i was up against I saw the weight classes listed online i was like shit i'm gonna kick some ass i was watching <laughs> his lifts and i was just motivated i would i took out uh pictures i would like find pictures a little a little creepy i guess but That's so yeah, weird i'd put it there on the bench <laughs> and i'm like i'm gonna kick his ass you know it's all good front and spirit but um I'm just really competitive, so I needed that little boost. And I was freaking amped to train. And that was for deadlift too. You know how much I hate deadlift. Oh, deadlift day, I'd come in, I'd pound all this pre-workout, I'd be amped all morning. I'm like, I'm going to take freaking 600 for a ride today. I'd have the picture there. I'm like, F this, I'm going to kick his ass. And I had to get my deadlift up. And uh, training was just on point. I was just bringing it, team bringing it. That's the only time I was squatting seven-plus, multiply one dude around. Oh, shit. I did not give a shit back then. I was like, I don't care who's around. I'm going to make this shit happen. Um, after that, though, I was like, F that. I ain't doing that anymore. But, uh, yeah, I remember being super, super
1: focused for that. And that's a good one, having a long-term goal, like a meet. If it's, yeah. you know, three or four months in advance, that'll definitely motivate your training. Because you yeah, know you're absolutely. working towards something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, and you got to have the deeper rooting meaning for it, too. It wasn't just a meet. It was to be competitive... But I think more or less, I knew like my parents were going to be there. You know, my dad helped me train when I was young, and I really wanted it. I wanted him to be there, see me on the stage. You know, he's going to be proud of me there. So he's never seen me lift that type of weight in person. So I was like, not only am I going to get there, kick-ass win, but my dad's going to get to see it. You know, and that was really motivating for me because if it's just the meat, you know, granted it's fun, but, like, you got to have a deeper-rooted meaning. Like, if you're a really good lifter, usually you're trying to leave a legacy. You know, whether you're planning on having a family or not, you want to leave a good legacy for your sons or whoever, or your daughters. Um, but whoever comes after you, you want to leave that legacy. You want to be known as the best, and sometimes that's a motivating factor. But um motivating factor is definitely a huge one. And it's usually really deep. But no one really thinks that deep, but there's an underlying cause. It's not just... uh it's not just you want to do a meet. It's usually for a reason. We have anything coming in on the Instagram. I want everyone to drop below. If you're not watching on the Instagram Live, I want you to drop below. What's your motivation for training? I want you to think about it a little bit. And then I want you to drop it down below in the IG Live. So for Brian the Hulk Forbes,
1: it's his kids, his wife, and his
0: love of the bench press.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, Brian. Um, you know, I I see him on Instagram. He loves benching. I love having him on the team because he loves benching, and he's he's a family man. You know, he cares about his family. I see him with uh, photos of his kids and stuff, and um, he's a great guy. And I'm sure he cares very much how he performs for his family. It's not just something for him, but he also had that um, the shoulder injury there. And he's like 90% disabled in his shoulder. And he's trying to overcome that and prove that that's not a limiting factor. He's trying to keep kicking ass and show that, you know, despite those types of things, he can still kick some ass. And that's really awesome that he's being a leader now for his family, for other people um, in a position like that. It's huge. So that's huge. That's probably his motivator right there. Maybe he knows that it or doesn't, but that's, you know, that's where I see him getting his motivation from. That's strong. That's good meaning. And then body by bacon The
1: happy but probably unrealistic thought That if I do all my accessories All the 4x12 and 3x20 sets Coach Ben won't watch And will give me that Yoda quote he promised
0: (laughs) Alright Look up a Yoda quote right now (laughs) I'm going to get this out of the way Because he keeps bringing up this Yoda quote This is going to be the Yoda quote It's happening right now Elvis look me up a Yoda quote Do you have one? I have one of course well, How do you a, not have one? I don't know. Give me a Yoda quote. It's, do, it's going down right now. Do or do not, there is no try. Do or do not, there is no try? And if
1: I'm wrong, someone's going to put right. me on I the don't, blast.
0: Listen, I don't know a Yoda quote, but I don't know Yoda voice very well, but I'm going to try. Do or do not. What is it again? I'm trying to give you guys a Yoda quote here. There is no try. Do or do not, there is no try. <laughs> There's the Yoda quote. Done. Then uh, <laughs> Bjorn wants to know how much you guys bench. How much you guys bench? Yep. You talking about me and Elvis? <laughs> um, so I recently did 705 multiply 415 raw.
1: Which means that's 900 combined over here.
0: How much <laughs> you bench, Elvis? <laughs>
1: oh man, an embarrassing amount. It's, it's rough. I have video proof of me benching 255, and that's all I had to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, I used to do that, too. Oh. Yeah, I remember uh, benching 225 in the basement, getting four, and I was freaking amped about that. Now I get 30-something. So, you know, you just got to put in your time. Yeah, but it's just the process. So anything else on training motivation? Uh, no, no. Well, you got any more take-home tips for them? Scheduling is a great one. Scheduling is a great one. Getting it done early. That's I'm, really big. Getting I'm it out of the way.
1: Another one is checking how the rest of your life is going. Because uh-huh.
0: sometimes people are like
1: nothing's happening for me at the gym, but they're outside. Like life is just a complete mess. It's a wreck. Mm-hmm. So sometimes fixing other things in your life will also help your training.
0: Yeah, that's true too. If you're having a rough go in your training, um, you know you might want to start looking at other factors other than the training or the training program itself. Like I said. A training program, you're pretty much going to be able to get strong on anything if the intensity is there, but so does the recovery, and the outside factors are usually a big limiter. Yep. And when people get so frustrated, they're like, oh, I'm switching coaches, or I'm switching training programs, all this other stuff. Uh, Meanwhile, they're not sleeping, they're not eating. Yeah, and- there's a lot that goes into it beforehand, too. So, while sometimes you do have to make training changes to accommodate what's going on in your life... But if you don't analyze what's going on in your life, then how are you expected to make those training modifications? Like the example I brought up, the lady we have training for, the marathon. You know, Her purpose is not to be in the gym five days a week, training balls out. It's to get ready for this marathon. She's got a lot of running, different training system. You know, there's a whole different metabolic system working there. So the training needs to reflect that. All right. She can't be in the gym all that time. She's got to run like 15, 20 <laughs> miles. You know, that's a shit ton. Yeah, that's a bunch. So maybe two days in the gym just trying to maintain what she has right now. You can't really expect to make too many gains. You know, you're running a lot. You, the eating, usually, who knows if the eating is on par. That's something to look at. But the outside factor, she's got something else she's training for. And that's relative to if you got real high stress going on at your job or something. Uh, we have people all the time that come in high stress after work and then they hear, oh, three rep max day. And they're like, shit. Well, yeah. if you say that off the bat, if you're like, shit, on a three rep <laughs> max day, that is not a good start whatsoever. No. Nope. You can't just pull that shit out of a bag. right? If it's three rep max day, you'd have to be thinking about that beforehand, getting your body prepared for whatever day that may be. But, um, yeah, understand, guys, you go in and out of the training motivation. It's not always there. But as long as you show up, put in the work, you'll be all right. And just
1: like, you know, in life there are seasons. Sometimes there are training seasons too. Sometimes you're just going through a winter. Nothing's working out, but, you know, on the other side is spring. Then there's a rebirth. Then you uh, can crush it.
0: You're right. Every winter... Granted, when those garage doors close, I know it's already prepped. That's kind of every year. So I get motivated for that. But training in the winter is tough, man. You got to wake up cold as hell. You can't wear your shorts without freezing your ass off. Everything's shut up. You're not getting much sunlight. and You're already kind of depressed as it is. So it's tough. It's tough. But on the other side, again, you got spring. You got summer. Get outside a bit more.
1: Real quick. What is the silliest thing you did to amp yourself up for the gym? Silliest thing? Silliest thing. Because I'll tell you mine. I used to watch, I had a motivation playlist on YouTube. And I've done that during the summer in college, I would wake up at 8 o'clock, press play on the playlist, and for like two hours, i get all the chores and shit done, <laughs> I would just
0: listen to that playlist. Oh, man. Oh, that was good uh, time. No, I've done that before. Uh, back when I was more into bodybuilding. Um, I, I'm the exact same Even way. before going yep. to my basement, I'd have to watch a bunch of YouTube videos and <laughs> pick myself up. And I'd sit there, sit my pre-workout. I think the big thing for me, I need to drive somewhere. So I'm used to uh, driving a good 30, 40 minutes probably to get to the gym. I always had a struggle that, um, you know, when, even with this garage gym here, back when I had a basement gym, I'm walking down the stairs. So there's no driving. There's yep. no thinking about your training. You're just down there and you're ready to go. So... Uh, I always like to be able to drive a good thirty minutes, sit my pre workout, listen to a few tunes, and get my head in the uh, in the in the gear there. Get in zone, chief. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I hope there were some good tips in this podcast for you guys. Um, find that deeper underlying meaning to your training. Sometimes you don't even think that deep, but you know whether it's motivation to do this for your family, to to become a leader, like really, um, just like brought up Brian, how he's got that shoulder going on. You know, he wants to be looked at as someone who can overcome that and kind of be hope for other people. And man, you know, those are all real deep things. Uh just having a meet coming up and wanting to do good just isn't enough. Granted, that gets you in the door, but why you doing what you're doing? Think about it, you know, chew on that, sleep on that and um you know when you come up with a reason, uh that's going to give you motivate or your training all new motivation.
1: And when the motivation isn't there, continue to show up. Yeah, that is the biggest thing because you don't want to go back and think, "Oh, I took a year off, I took six months off, and then you have to start all over from basically a square one."
0: Yeah, that's tough, and it's never a year and year and a half. I see guys come in after ten years off. Yeah, and they just they, get, they know they're starting from scratch. So it's really tough. It's tough. That's why they waited so long. They know <laughs> they're not going to be back to where they were. Yeah. So, get the foot in the door. That's all there is to it. All right guys, like I said, check out the DVD is now online. Two great products with that. The ebook comes with some programs in there. Plus we got the video series you're going to touch on the to setup, the take out, the press of the bench, everything. The bench clinic chock full of information. So if you get your DVD, especially if you haven't made it to a clinic, Um, This is your bird's eye view. Elvis did a great job getting around, filming all the angles. You're not going to miss a thing, guys. So check that out. we got plenty of them up for sale now. And like I said, great sale with that. All those products completely free. All right. You know what to do. Give us a five-star review on iTunes. I do go in and check, guys, all right? And I really appreciate it when you can throw up a review. So if you just listen to this, don't shake it off, please. Please set a reminder. Go into that YouTube, uh, that iTunes and leave that review. Very much appreciate it. Once it's done, it's done, but it, it really helps. And if you listen to this, I, I'd much, much appreciate it. And then on YouTube, make sure if you're not on YouTube, all our content's up there, great stuff. Give us a subscribe. Follow at Big Benches. We've been putting up some of that new IGTV, that new thing that came out. We've been putting up some stuff there, did a little behind the scenes of this podcast. So you can check that out. And uh, you know Small Arm Leg Strong. At Small Arm Leg Strong. <laughs> Elvis Mendez. And guys, this has been The guys bench bench
1: Later.